Welcome to What The Shuck. The goal of the What The Shuck podcast is to provide a platform to people with positive or influential ideas that have either helped me to change my life or can help you to change your life. Throughout my podcast, I will be providing a spotlight to people of all professions, arts, skills, and anyone from Appalachia with a story or a lesson that deserves to be heard. My next guest is my second cousin from Oak Hill, West Virginia. He is a great role model to me in helping find inspiration to do my podcast through his courage to do the work he's shown and done in his community to connect to others. He has been a coach, he is a runner, he has done work in with community service and as a local philanthropist doing work as the president of the Warm, Heart, Warm Hands, Warm Hearts, which is an outreach ministry program that serves to provide gloves, coats, hats, and socks to needy children and the homeless. Though at times he's had a tough upbringing, he believed it was his duty to believe and work with people that would be less fortunate or that needed help in tough times which is what led him to the point in October of 2013 to decide to carry out his faith with his ministry and the plan that God had for him, which is now where we are today, where he's doing counseling and helping others through tough times. And now I would love to introduce my next guest of the What the Shuck podcast, the guy that got my dad to start chewing tobacco, Mike Bone. <laughs> well, you got one thing wrong. I'm not a runner. Okay. I try. Okay. I try, but I, I'm not. So how's it going? It's going good. Thank hey. you for so much for coming on. Yeah, so welcome to uh, the Endless Wall Yeah. in the New River Gorge. If everybody can see this, we are coming to you from the New River Gorge in yeah. uh, West Virginia. Uh, my cousin Mike brought us up here, and I'm so thankful because this is literally such a beautiful view. Um, and I just really wanted to bring him on because all the work that he's done for his community and to be a philanthropist and just to help people that are going through tough times, which is exactly what we try to do on the What The Shuck podcast, and to just uplift people who have gone through tough times in hopes that maybe if we can help them, they'll carry that on to someone That's else. That's right. That's right. So we, uh, you know, our, our goal is uh, to be able to show people not to um, rely on themselves, but the higher power, which is God and through that process teach them how to take care of themselves so a lot of times people will deal with addiction um, things of that nature maybe loss of a job we, there's a lot of things that we deal with but um, you know we don't know how to get that help that we need so um, it's just it's pretty awesome uh, our ministry started i believe when i was a kid so um, you know we we didn't have much uh, your dad knows that, and we, we did the best we could with what we had, and our, our folks did too, but uh, more importantly, they taught us to be courageous and step out and try to make a difference in someone else's life. If you've got a sandwich, cut it in half. If you need to cut it in fours, cut it in fours, right? If you need to let somebody else eat and you not eat, that's what you do. God will provide. You, you find a hurt and you heal it. You find a need and you fill it. So. That's what we try to do. We're nothing special. We're not reinventing the wheel. Uh, you know, we're just uh, trying to make a difference. And and for me, that's something that's always been super important. My family has always made sure that I stay connected to the community. And rather it was through church, or rather it was through sports, or rather it was through uh, just doing some sort of community service. It was always an emphasis of. We might not have everything in the world, but we can be as happy as anybody else. And it's all about the mindset that we have Absolutely. and the faith that we have that it's going to work out if we just believe and we put good into the world. And it's just been really rewarding because I didn't necessarily always abide by that. And I had a head injury and I had a kind of a second opportunity to have a second opportunity of life right absolutely. and it kind of lit a lot of fires under my butt i always had these skills and all these ambitions that i wanted to make things happen and um with this belief 
I really made it happen because in so many times in life, especially with God, we we go, hey, I need this. I need you to give me this, or I want you to do this for me. And it's like, well, God's never really going to give you a finished product. That's right. He's going to give you the eggs on Monday. He's going to give you the milk on Tuesday. That's He's going right. to give you the flour on Wednesday and That's so right. on. And then it's up to you to put it together. That's right. That's and that was right. something I was missing out entirely. As like I had all the skills and I had all the love and I had the support system. I had the, the resources to make whatever I needed to make happen. But it's just I really needed to believe in myself. And because I chose to believe in myself and have God to give me just I had so many blessings it gave it provided me the opportunity to do something similar to what you're doing and just to provide help to people and that's what I want to do and I love providing a platform to people that have been through some sort of adversity and still are doing something like what you're doing or it's a life coach or it's a personal trainer and it's just really important to provide hope to people in times of need and especially now more than ever so just doing what you're doing would you say that times have been tougher now than than they were? Yeah I I think so I think the biggest thing is people really don't care how much you know until they know how much you care Mm -hmm. like i'll never forget the first homeless guy that i had dealt with uh, several years back Uh, i was so excited we were able to secure him an apartment and he had water and he had you know electric he had all these things that he had never had so i was coming through town it was december it was cold it was late he's sitting out on the sidewalk so i pull over and i'm like why are you sitting on the sidewalk you got an apartment to go to and he's like, can I be honest? And I said, sure. He said, I didn't want that apartment. You wanted it for me. So it taught me a very valuable lesson. That he, he had adapted to where he was at. And he functioned there. Mm-hmm. And he was happy. And in my thought of trying to help him, I made him sad. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't listen to his heart and listen to what he was saying. Because I was more worried about what I do. So that taught us... If you're really, truly going to lift someone up, you're going to listen to what they say, you know. And, uh, not, you know, not, not everybody's the same. Some people, it may be a word of encouragement. Some people, it may be, uh, you know, your podcast. Your podcast, the thing is, if you're reaching people and you don't know it, that's okay. You know, because somewhere along the way, somebody's going to say, Hey, Chuck, I listen to your podcast. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm telling you that. But this day, you know, so you don't know. So that's yeah. the thing. So when you go when you go at it uh, in a way where you're just trying to make a difference, like we don't have to save the world. That's not our job. But we are supposed to love on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scripture we- says, you know, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And we can all do our own part, like you said. Absolutely. It's not our goal to save the world, but it's our part to put a little bit in. And if everybody collectively does that, the world will be fine. Absolutely. And for me, like you were saying, there's not a size-fits-all size plan for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy what I've really learned through interviewing so many people of so many different walks of life and professions is that there is going to be a – you might literally be like, this is exactly what you need to do. And that might work for you, especially with dieting. Yes. Um when I think of dieting, I'm like, this works exactly for me. Mm-hmm. But someone might do that, and that I might be like, dude, I gained 10 pounds doing that. And I'm yeah. like, well, you know, it's just all about like yeah. what 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 works for you. Use the tools that you have, absolutely, and the adaptability that you've done. And for me, one question someone asked when they were like, how many listeners do you have to have for you to care about your podcast? And I was like, well, that was never the whole reason of me absolutely. doing my podcast. I That's was just right. hoping that I would maybe make a podcast and it would inspire people the way podcasts inspired me. Absolutely. If it doesn't, then... It's okay. 
and it's still like the way I look at it is each time that I talk to somebody there's a lesson that I'm learning from somebody there's something there's a tangible skill or lesson that I'm taking from them each time and like I said I've had like 40 interviews now so that's 40 lessons I would have never learned if I didn't do a podcast so for me there's so many things that people they have this set set plan that they need it to go this way and if it doesn't go this way it's a failure and mine is the reality of I set like a goal but like the course of action that we get there is never going to be the way we expect you know the the path to success is never just straight it's Absolutely. it's a windy curvy road where you're going to fall off sometimes and you're going to think i suck and you're going to think i'm horrible but it's just up to you to get back up and dust off and, just and we have that, that we have that okay. season we have that season you talk about weight loss and you know our family uh has struggled uh as long as i can ever heavily remember. no and, pun intended and, right yeah <laughs> and, and me personally uh my journey has been from 450 pounds to 225 pounds to, you know, I graduated high school at, at uh, about 210 and, you know, wearing a large shirt. Well, it took me a long time to get back to that. I'm still not a 210, but I'm wearing an extra large, so I'm happy about that. But And you're getting after it still. Yeah, so the, the point, so the point is God, you know, as we were doing our ministry and he was putting us in places and putting us in buildings and things, I began to realize that I had to get physically and spiritually, mentally, I had to get in shape mm-hmm. because a 52-year-old guy don't need to be crawling through windows at 400 pounds, Mm-mm. you know. And let's just face it, in the reality of addiction, there is times that you have to be able to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so you. But my whole thing was it's I couldn't, um, and it's uh, it's interesting that we're here. Because five years ago, I brought a youth group up here, and I couldn't walk up here. I had to mm-hmm. stop several times, and now I run it. Yeah. At hopefully once, twice, sometimes three times a month. So it's like, you know, the rocky thing on the rocks when yeah, I get seriously. up here because it used to be I couldn't. So you have to you not only have to take what inspires you, but you got to figure out a way to make it inspire other people, you know. And that's, just, you, man. that's the truth. Thank you. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a train wreck, man. But... It's just life. Yeah. Life's tough. You're in seasons. And if you think that, uh, you know, I just, I'm at all because the sun, <laughs> sun's rising up behind us on the gorge. But uh, if, if you think you're going to be where you are today in five years, then you've already missed out on a mm. lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. You always got to be working forward and progressing. And like you said, it's so important that this is the vehicle we're driving. That's right. So... Uh, the way I always look at it is the, the exercise that we do is like a mechanic tuning the car up, and then the food that we put in is like the fuel. Absolutely. And I need new tires right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Some. And and it's just it's usually you know with tires you gotta maybe have some surgery, but right. Yeah. Sure. With the other stuff, it really is entirely up to us to decide if we're putting 93 or if we're putting 84. Sure. If we're putting unleaded or we're putting premium, it's up to us. Well, for the longest time, I put the cheapest gas. I'll just say that. And me too. And. Think about how easy it is, you know, society is designed for us to go to McDonald's and get that cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. It's designed for us to go to, uh, you know, one of my friends uh, started buying me um, pickles in a bag because I would always sell like pickles, but I don't want to buy the slices, whatever, carry them in my car. So they bought me pickles in a bag and I'm like, wait, what is this? Well, I know the reason why I never bought them. They're really expensive, you yeah. know, so you, so you have that. So it's kind of that way with our bodies and the way we handle life in general, you know. We, 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 a lot of times we go the cheap route. So 
as you approach this opportunity for you to start the Warm Hands, Warm Heart organization, um, you were a little bit bigger. So did you could you tell that you were struggling and you just like were you like I need to change? Yeah. Or? So well, I, you know, um, I have been the guy that would, you know. I'd gain 50 pounds, I'd lose 40 pounds. I'd gain 60, I'd lose 50. And I'd kept saying, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. But every time I gained, I would gain 10 extra, but mm-hmm. I would lose 10 less. Yeah. So finally, the, you know, it like we up. were talking about economics this morning, it catches up, you know. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, with me, um, I wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gotten into a routine and it was working real well and I changed it. Uh, I, went, I try to go to an evening routine, and uh, and I know this sounds crazy, but ministry got in the way. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm, I'm out there trying to find kids who are on dope, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm physically tired, and I'm getting home at 12 o'clock at night, and I still hadn't worked out. And so I changed everything. I said, mm-hmm. you know what? If you can stay out till midnight chasing these kids, you can get up at 5 o'clock and go to work. Mm-hmm. So, so I just changed everything, and... Uh, the strangest thing is I began to work on myself. I started just giving away just a little bit of what's going on there and that inspired other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, people say all the time, what's your vision? I don't really have a vision. The vision belongs to God and he gives me the seasons and I just have to, I just have to plow through them. Mm-hmm. So it, it all started over a pair of gloves. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know, and, and uh, I'm still a work in progress. I so still, do, you, do you care to talk a little bit about your organization and like what the reason was that you started doing this? Yeah, absolutely. So when, uh, when we were kids, uh, you know, we just really struggled. Mm-hmm. And uh, mom and dad had split. We were living in Chicago, uh, which is where all West Virginia people went back then. Now <laughs> they go to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> not now, though. Not right now. But, uh, so anyway... Uh, you know, she just struggled to, to keep us, you know, going. She worked every day. Um, she had never had a job, so it was tough. And it was me and the two girls. And, uh, yeah, we just, you know, I, we ate a lot of uh, mayonnaise sandwiches and uh, uh, pop, uh, what are they called, chicken pot pies and, you know, just the cheap stuff. And, um, and the reason I say that is... Uh, I still can't eat a, a chicken pot pie today because <laughs> she used to buy them. Your dad used to eat like seven when he came over. But, but you know, you could buy ten, like ten for a dollar. So I realized that food is a huge issue for people. Mm-hmm. Huge. So our main thing uh, at the ministry, of course, is for the kids to help them with the items that they need. But more importantly, if we want to feed people's soul. They can't be hungry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I'll give you an example of that. I had a guy come in, and I was dealing with this kid who was uh, had some issues with drugs. And the kid left, and he said, you didn't tell him about Jesus. I said, he's not worried about Jesus right now. He's worried about getting clean. And by the way, I did tell him about Jesus because we loved on him. Mm-hmm. So that that's the whole thing. That's why the ministry started, because we, re- we began to realize that these people need loved on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who they are, what they are, or where they've been. It matters that they're, they're true. They're you know, we have to get people to understand that they're a true child of the King. And life's not always going to be easy, you know. 
Somebody told me one time, they said, I wish, I wish I had money. And I said, I'm so glad that I grew up without it. Because if I lose everything, I'm okay. Mm. You've learned how to live that life. Like, you, yes, like that guy said to you, he yeah. said, I, that's, that's not what I wanted. I, I knew how to live like you. Yeah. It was, it's just, it's weird. So, and I didn't even finish that because what he, what he said was, if you would have asked me what I needed, I would have told you I need a new tent and a Coleman stove. Yeah. See? And I thought, no, you need to be laid up in an apartment up in Oak Hill watching cable TV. But that's a part of ministry that taught me. Now we realize to not give a hand out, but give a hand up. Mm-hmm. That hand out's great, right? You want to help people. But, I mean, again, the Bible says, you know, you got to teach them to fish. Mm-hmm. So we get excited when one of our files go inactive. Mm-hmm. Because usually when it goes inactive, that means that they're, they're doing better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what it's about. Like you said, pushing you know pushing people along, and and uh, I had a girl that played softball for me, and uh, she told me one time she said I was being grouchy. Uh, I think we missed. I don't know. I think we had an error or something on third. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> but she came. The, you know the inning ended, and she came in and she sat down on a bucket, and, and she could tell I was aggravated. She's like, oh, "What's going on, coach?" I'm like, "Nothing. Just y'all got y'all got to do better." And she said, "Listen, you may be the only Bible." that someone reads today and that stuck with me and she's graduated and married and you know it stuck with me because what she meant was shut your mouth Mm -hmm. you know and let your body you know let your body and your your mind and your spirit show people what you live cross example yes and you know what uh i'm not worthy Mm -hmm. Um, i fail every day but if i can't show people my faults and failures how do i share my success Mm -hmm. Because that is your success, getting through, you know, the, the faults and the failures. So, you know, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, "Iron sharpens iron," and that's what we're supposed to do. Like, uh, you know, it would have been easy when you said, "Hey, I want to do a podcast." I'd say, oh, "Okay, let's go to the bridge," which the bridge is way over there. We could have walked out, you know, uh, hundred feet, been on the bridge or the overlook, but I knew you ran. Mm-hmm. I was pumped when you said, yeah. "Let's run." I was yeah. really excited. About so. That. I know I try to run, so uh, I was like, what better place, man? If you're going to truly tell somebody who you are, show them what you do, mm-hmm. you know. Truly, and like you said, you'd, you'd struggled through something to get up here before, so it just, it shows. Uh, Dude, I couldn't, ser- I, I, I mean, we talked, me and Kim talked about it last night, and Mary, because, you know, Mary was with us that day, my sister Mary, and, and we literally, it was horrible, mm-hmm. like, that first S curve where you come through those laurels, mm-hmm. we had to stop right there. Yeah, and that's not even. That was a beautiful run up here. Though. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's going really down is. is pretty good too. Going back the other way, but I appreciate you doing what you do, man. Because you know, um, it. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. Billy Graham has affected my life so much. I ain't never met him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not been the long sermons. It's been just something in a sermon mm-hmm. you know little tidbit yeah just some some lesson that's some way applicable everybody literally really does have a really really way of how they get there like i said the sure that success is always a little bit different it's never straight yeah but the lessons that someone can take from it and that's the goal for me is like everybody Absolutely. has at least a little lesson yeah. to take from it and with us being from appalachia and like you were actually talking about that we struggle with obesity so much especially in our family that 
it was really important to me that I provided some sort of inspiration or some sort of text or knowledge for people that Absolutely. were struggling with what we were struggling with yeah. to be like, oh, well, this, if those two guys can do that, then I can do that. Well, you know, I remember when we were uh, uh, we were a little bit older. Uh, I I dealt with, and I've never ran from it, I've dealt with alcohol. I dealt with it really bad as a, as a, a young teenager and uh, in my 20s. Uh, your dad joined with me. <laughs> Uh, I used to blame that on the Marine Corps. Not, I was never in the Marines, but I used to blame it on your dad because he was in the Marine Corps. But we, you know, um, we talked. Last night we talked just a few minutes about where we are now and where we were. And, and we know that only by the grace of God mm-hmm. uh, are we where we're at because we, uh, you know, we should have been dead. And I know everybody says that about their past, you know, I should have did this or I should have did that. But the point is, uh, we should have known better. Mm-hmm. But we had to go through that spell. You know, we had we had an aunt at the time. Um, she's passed away now, but she was married to a guy who was really abusive, and, and he, he was a really bad drunk. Well, here we are, two young men. We knew better. Mm-hmm. We, we, we were living it. We were seeing it. But... Uh, we have to be able to tell people what our faults are mm-hmm. if we're going to be able to share what our victory is. Because mm-hmm. uh, just the other day, I ran into a girl and uh, she was going to her sister's funeral who had overdosed. She was pretty messed up, and I said, "When when is her wake?" And she said, "Tomorrow at 5:30." And I looked at my watch and I said, "It's 5:30." And she said, "Yeah, but I said tomorrow." And I said, "Yeah, but listen, victory." You can go to your sister's wake tomorrow, 24 hours of not using dope. You can do that. Mm-hmm. And then that 24 hours turns into a week, and that week turns into right. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, they're, they're accepting the Lord as their personal Savior. They're getting baptized. They're leading their own missions. We got a girl uh, in a town close by in Mount Hope. Her and her husband just got married at the center. Um, and... Uh, she absolutely, in her town, she's who they go to now to find out what the problem, you know, to help with mm-hmm. the problem. So it's amazing. And, you know, I would have loved to have had this podcast in the center with all the stuff that's there for you to see. But the reality is um, God's called me to be in the street. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why we do what we do. Yeah. And honestly, uh, I think that's a really awesome way to kind of close off. Yeah. Um, do you have like a mission statement that you kind of like to close off with or just like a closing statement that you would like to let people know? Well, Matthew Barnett wrote in one of his books. He he uh, he is the founder of the Dream Center. He wrote in one of his books, he said, to be a missionary, you don't have to cross the sea. You have to see the cross. And uh, that's very important because... If you're not looking, uh, you're never going to find. If you're not looking to get better in day-to-day life, you're not going. You're not. You're just not going to find it. If you're the, you know, um, I would say this. If you if you're listening to this right now, and you have an issue, find somebody that can help you with it. Find somebody who will sow into you in a way that they will teach you how to deal with that. And if you know someone that has an issue and you can help them with that, do that also. Because it takes both sides to make something happen. Um, don't lose connection with somebody when you, when you give them the direction. And when they, 
fall, and they will, just like I did, over and over and over again. Someone was there to pick me up and say, you know what, that's number eight. Let's start number nine. Mm -hmm. Get up, get up. So, you know, uh, I find I find my inspiration in uh, my sisters, uh, my mom. I was raised by women, and uh, I think sometimes that we forget that, uh, uh, you know, they lead the charge in a lot of things that we do, but we don't go to them. Mm -hmm. So. Don't, don't, you know, everybody thinks like, every, it's just really, especially in this area, it's kind of weird how that works, but uh, there's just so many people that just need to know that there's help out there, mm -hmm. if you're willing to work for it, and that's the tough part, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, yeah. I hope, uh, you know what, if this inspires you in any way, let him know. Let him know. It, there's nothing, there's nothing more, um exciting to know that someone is inspired by something you say or you do and sometimes the, the say and the do are the same right mm -hmm. like you, you change yourself exercise eat better all those things so you don't know how many of your college buddies or you know just people you don't even know right mm -hmm. just don't even know so uh i don't know much about podcast do you subscribe to a yep. channel all right so what's your channel what the shuck 301 on on youtube and on uh, apple Podcasts. it's on what the shuck podcast see there you go so Rick, where can people find you um i don't know social the, you have social media website yeah we have yeah warm we, hands, we, we do have a website uh it's warm hands warm heart i honestly don't know that's awful right okay. I mean, I, we have we have. You You're know, in the streets. Yeah, so we You're have. You're in the I ministry mean, in the streets. We do, you know, we do have a Facebook. We actually have two Facebook pages, and uh, we uh, we do a lot of mission work. So if you are a missionary and want to come to Southern Appalachia and see how things work here, uh, and help us to help others, just find us. And also come visit this beautiful place. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And if you're listening to the What the Shuck podcast, thank you so much. Um, I just want to thank my cousin Mike so much for coming on. Yeah. Uh, this has been an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Honestly, it's been probably one of the coolest episodes because we're shooting a remote. I just got a GoPro. Um, we're shooting at the New River Gorge, and it is gorgeous here. Um, I'll shoot, send you all a little bit of the scenery. Uh, but I love you all. Live the dream. Thank you all. And yep. um, God bless. Yep.